Gina Montalvo and the Ask Team Montalvo podcast. Thank you, everybody, for checking out the show. We have had a lot of people check out and give reviews, and I love it. And if you can make us in the top 100 business podcasts, that would be excellent. Uh, one of the last ones we had was about foreclosures and uh, explaining what they are, how can you buy them. And really, that was for realtors and for people looking to buy a foreclosure home. And also, we had uh, Chris Montalvo on recently, and oh, thanks for coffee. Let me get to my guest in just a second. <laughs> Chris Montavo, my cousin and broker, um, great, great little fun bit with him, telling his story, how he became who he is, basically, and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, motivating stuff to where it's like, man, I just don't want to want to do this stuff anymore. I can't do this, or I'm scared to do this, and what to do when that happens. So today's guest, someone very, very close to me, uh, one of the only few people in the world that I've taken a bath with. <laughs> Doesn't sound right at all. Not this is uh, this is. Uh, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Uh, we have a special guest. I'm gonna let her introduce herself, and I'm also gonna try on this podcast for her complaints that I cut people off. So bear with me. I'm gonna try to just slow down, talk to you, let you answer, and not cut you off. So now it's your turn, and I won't cut you off. Go. Well, thank you for that somewhat awkward introduction. Um, Yes, we took a bath together, but when we were like babies. I'm his sister. My name is Gina Montalvo. I'm also a fellow realtor uh, with Mirabel Montalvo. I've been in real estate for about a year and a half already. Uh, so far, I love it. It's extremely challenging yet rewarding. Uh, I think the best part about it is that I get to work with family. Uh, being that we're like a boutique brokerage, it's really nice uh, just to kind of be my own boss and be in charge of my own hours. However, that's also challenging because I need to make sure I get up at a certain time of day <laughs> and uh, and just get things done. Uh, make sure that you're a person that knows how to multitask and have a planner, execute your plans every day. Um, Don't spill the beans all right now. What? <laughs> well, that's what I'm just letting him know about I know. Myself. We're, we're going to get to that. We you got some questions. You off, bro. I didn't cut you off. I paused you. <laughs> And I said, hey, let's, that's a great intro. But okay, I want you to yeah. – we're going to get to that stuff too. So I'm thinking – we haven't titled the show yet. But I'm thinking what the title I want is what to expect when you're expecting dot, 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 your first commission check. Because really, whenever you get into this business, that's kind of what the, uh, the whole plan is. It's like, wait a minute. This is all great and talking to people is cool. But when do I get yeah, paid? Yeah, got my license, so now what? <laughs> when do the checks start rolling in? <laughs> you got my address correct, right? <laughs> you have my wiring numbers? <laughs> so, yeah, what to expect when you're expecting dot, 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 your first commission check. Uh, this is really for new realtors who are either looking to get into the business and are you know have questions, or it's for people that are already in the business, but maybe they haven't had that first commission check yet or maybe they've had their first and second but we're waiting for the third or is there going to be a third so one of the first questions we're going to ask because this is always a fun question that i get to ask people especially when they're not from a commission-based uh, job maybe they worked a nine to five maybe they have a salary maybe like i said they work hourly so it's like well i got my paycheck and i know what it is every two weeks so every two weeks it's kind of already spent so whenever you do real estate or any kind of sales-based job and you get a commission check based off of whatever sale you had first, it's a number maybe you've never seen before. So you get a check for an amount. It's like, whoa, there's commas in paychecks? <laughs> like they use commas? Like how do you know they, <laughs> that happened? So I'm going to ask this question to you. What did you do with your first commission check? Don't say how much it was, but what did you do with your first commission check? I mean, I can't remember what I did with the entire thing. Uh, 
I think I was kind of more in state of shock, kind of like, wow, it took me this long to realize that I could be doing this mm-hmm. instead of working at a job that I just didn't enjoy. Um, I definitely bought myself something. I can't remember the exact thing like right away, but I think the best part was I bought something without feeling guilty, knowing that I could just treat myself and doesn't mean it was anything huge. Treat yourself 2011. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that I probably just went and got like a pedicure and a manicure and was all excited that it didn't really make a huge dent <laughs> in my it's check. Like, I got this. Yeah. See, I'll, so, I'll be back in two weeks. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, I'll be back. I feel like people that are in this business, and I've asked that question before to a large group of realtors, mm. and it's usually a couple of different things. Either one, oh, well, I just paid a whole bunch of bills, and you know that's what I did, and I waited for the next one. The responsible thing. Uh, two, well, you know, I kind of... Um, kind of I, I kind of spoiled myself and either maybe went and got a pedicure or they went and got uh maybe some new shoes Gino, or maybe they went mm-hmm. and bought a tv or they have a family that you know went and paid bills for them and bought things for their family and spoiled them and i think that it's one of those things like you said if you're used to a certain type of income and then whenever you go and you sell a house the first time and you get a commission check it's not to say like oh realtors make all this money but it's a different way of working in other words you're not working hourly so yeah that first paycheck could take a month, two months, three months, and it really just comes down to, okay, well, when's this going to happen, like I mentioned a while ago? So how long did it take you to get that first commission check? How long did it take you not only to get that first client, but to actually close the deal? Because if, say I get my license, or a new person gets their license, mm-hmm. it could be from the day I get my license, and then I get in the brokerage, and then I get everything set up, and then I get all my stuff together, mm-hmm. and I go on Facebook, and I announce to everybody in the world, and I tag mm-hmm. my mom, hey, I'm a realtor. From that day to getting your first client, to actually finding the first deal, to closing the first deal, it could be three months. It could be yeah. two months. How long did it Mine take was, you? Mine was, I see, I got my license in April, did everything you just said, and... I want to say I closed maybe like mid-June on my first client. So I probably found them about May, or I guess they found me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shopped for a home. And yeah, about probably mid-June, I'd say I got my first check. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not that way where you don't just get your license and then you know leads start coming in. And, and it's exciting because you get leads all the time, but not everybody's ready. Mm-hmm. Credit's not where it needs to be. Or they approach you and like, hey, I'm totally going to use you in like 20 years. Awesome. Or (laughs) or my friend's going to use you in about 13 years because they said they'll be ready when they're old enough to drive. So when you had your first deal, was it someone you knew? Yes. Okay. So someone you knew and that was kind of cool. Like you said, you had other people you talked to and they were going to use you later. But usually I feel most realtors, whenever they get into the business, a lot of the times the first person that is their client is the one that you know they know someone yeah. off their Facebook, someone's kind, they kind of know a friend, a family, a relative, mm-hmm. and maybe they got into the business just to help friends and family. They maybe buy a lot of properties. That's one of those things. Or if you don't know anybody, my first client, I didn't know, had no idea who he was. Someone off of Facebook. I got very lucky, and uh, you know we got in there and we got him mm-hmm. a deal and I got my check. Uh, I went and spent it on shoes, kind of like what you said a while ago. You had a good point. It was nice. I mean, I guess it depends on where you come from. Some yeah. people get into real estate. Maybe they have a second job or a main job, and that's their form of income. So, you know, they're okay, but they, maybe they're doing real estate to either transition or to get extra money. Mm-hmm. In our case, we had bills paid, yeah. but that was it. I was just no excited extra. to know that my car payment was going to come in and my bills were going to come in and I was going to be just fine. Like, and yes. that I could still splurge, you know, not crazy because, like you said, it's where we come from and 
kind of grew up know the value of a dollar and mm-hmm. how long we could stretch maybe ten twenty dollars you know <laughs> <laughs> at jobs where I was just working paycheck to paycheck and I literally had to make you know a hundred bucks stretch for quite a while mm-hmm. just to make sure I was okay so it, like you said one of the first things that was great was that it was nice to have cushion right that's oh, yeah. that was a new experience mm-hmm. for sure yeah it was like oh wait. but I had what? to know as exciting as that was I think what motivated me was, I think it was probably you. I know it was you that told me kind of like, that's great. Okay. Where's your next deal? Mm-hmm. When's your next client? Cause you cannot just be complacent. That's the part that sounds exciting. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it's this paycheck with a comma in it. But then after that, you're like, well, that's not going to last the next forever. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's not, can... it's not a set secure check coming in mm-hmm. constantly. Like another job where you do get paid every two weeks, you know, it's coming no matter what. You could literally sit there and do nothing at your job that you hate, which is cool. <laughs> and still get a paycheck. Yeah, which is fine. But then one day they could just let you go. Yeah. <laughs> so going off of that, like you said, it's one of those things to where you get that first paycheck and it's great. And I asked you, what did you do with it? What do you wish you would have done with it? Because I feel like that's what a lot of realtors run into is that they get this money. And a lot of people, it's the first time they've ever had to pay their own taxes. Yeah. So the fact that, okay, I got this big paycheck or I got this paycheck cool let me go spend it mm-hmm. and then there's nothing left of it it's like wait a minute you didn't take a little bit a little bitty piece and yeah put it that's in the, the part savings? that they don't teach you in school <laughs> no one teaches <laughs> at in all school. not even really, in grade school or college they don't teach you in any school <laughs> yeah. no one does that that's hard knocks right there mm-hmm. so that was one of the things uh i mean i'll be very honest when i first started in this business i would get those paychecks and i would spend them and then in my head i knew i had to pay taxes but i wasn't putting anything aside i was mm-hmm. saying I'll just sell another house, right? And then you sell another house, <laughs> and then you spend that money. It's like, okay, now I gotta sell another house. I gotta mm-hmm. make up for this. They say, you know, good realtors put about you know twenty to thirty percent aside, depending on how good your CPA, your tax person is. So every paycheck you get it, you put thirty percent aside, and then you try to live off like forty percent of the check, and then the other part put in savings, which I know is very difficult because most people, like I mentioned before, get a full check, put it in the bank, spend it. No one's knocking on my door right now for taxes, <laughs> especially if you've had a job your whole life where it's always just come out. It's like, oh, that's what they were doing when those numbers are subtracting <laughs> from my paycheck and I got yeah. my part and then I got this refund at the very end of it. So that's a that's a hard thing whenever you start this business to realize like it's not all your money. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 to 40 percent of that could be the government's money. That's not your money <laughs> to go spend on a pedicure. Yeah. So, OK, <laughs> so what do you wish you would have done with it? Do you feel like back then you did the correct things? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I spent it. I was making it rain. I think that's normal. Like I said, unless you have like some a bunch of big bills you know you have to pay. Mm-hmm. If this is the like the way I see it is, and I'll just give me an example. When I got my first paycheck, our bills were very minimal, and the reason why they were very minimal is because we didn't have money to have all these big things and all these big bills. Um, you know, recircling yeah. like furniture bills or TV bills or just different things. We didn't have those bills, so when I got that check, yeah, it lasted a while. Because I didn't have big bills that I need to spend it on. Mm-hmm. But then as life goes on and you have more bills and different cars and a different mm-hmm. house and different phone and yeah. whatever, they, the numbers start to go up. So it's almost like, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. I need to start figuring and this I out. I mean, I think one thing I, I mean, not even then, I won't lie now. I'm, you know, recently getting divorced or divorced. So mm-hmm. one thing I just thought of like literally a month ago was like, 
Holy moly, I don't even have insurance. <laughs> I need <laughs> yeah, a shop for insurance. Yeah, that's another thing about being a realtor. Uh, yep. And then when you're self-employed, it's like it's not just this thing like taxes where it just comes out of your check and you don't really pay attention. You're like, oh, what? I got to pay how much a month? And it's just one of those things. That's that, how much insurance costs? It's, yeah, it's just yeah. life where you're like, oh, okay, cool. I, I kind of wanted to go buy a purse or something, but I guess I'll pay this monthly fee for insurance. In case I break my in neck. In case I should snap my <laughs> neck in half. In case uh, I need that brings, up a, that brings up a good thing about this that, yeah, we're all self-employed when you're in this business and the whole thing about being self-employed is that oh you need insurance well, you got to get that yourself oh you need savings you got to get that yourself oh you need to pay your taxes guess what yourself's going to do that and nobody else unless you have someone just like you know maybe a good uh, a good partner or just like someone that watches over you like you know me a brother like hey you got to pay your taxes don't forget <laughs> about that so that's a good point that's very good if you're a new agent I know it's hard to say, oh, I'm going to get this check. It's my first one. I don't want to go use it on myself. I'm going to go use it to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go use it to get health insurance. Yeah, that's not the exciting part. Now, if you have kids, it's somewhat different because sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, these kids got to go to the doctor. But if you don't and you're a single person. I'll just never get sick and never get hurt. <laughs> I'm going to live in a bubble. <laughs> I know plenty of people like that. Our cousin Chris, he's you know a big-time broker here in town for a long time. He just – yeah, we went like a year now insurance. Don't you get penalized now for not uh, I don't know how that works. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. I'm not sure how that like works. you got to like sign like up for the – have to do it. <laughs> All right. So a couple more questions. Again, this is Gina Montavo. Uh, Gina Montavo. Gina Montavo. This is the Ask Team Montavo podcast. We're talking about what it's like to be a new agent, what to expect, what things happen. Um, you know, not only your first year, but even years after that, I feel like everyone goes through this process where you're still learning continuously all the time. And even the things that you went through at the very beginning, you still go through them years into the business. So what tips do you have for new agents that are not only getting their license, but once they get their license, what would be the, your number one tips? Like, Hey, you're um, a new, look, let's give a tip for someone that's about to get their license or wants to, and someone that just got it. I would say... Well, I had a huge blessing getting my license. At the time I was married, you know, husband definitely uh, brought in a large, large bulk of money. So that was a cushion I had. And then as well as the fact that I definitely wouldn't suggest to just quit your day job and dive right in because, again, it's not a constant secure check. You have to work for it. It doesn't just come to you. Uh, leads might come to you, but again, they're not going to be approved every time. So mm -hmm. it's something that I would say, keep your day job. And, you know, oftentimes I do a lot of evening showing, so you can still work during the day and then show houses in the evening, write up contracts 24 seven. So keep your day job and, you know, find your brokerage, get sponsored, um, you know, try it out, kind of see how it's going for you because it's not going to be a constant thing. So you don't want to just dive in blind and kind of think, oh, I'm going to be making tons of money and tons of commission. Like every two weeks, you know, you have to have that lined up and you have to have constant leads that are getting approved. Like mm -hmm. it's one thing to have hundreds of leads, but maybe five of those get approved and that's it. So definitely have a game plan and don't just go into it blindly. That's those are those suggest. are really hard numbers. So basically it's like a 5% chance yeah. out of 100 so basically a five percent chance that 100 people you talk to mm -hmm. are going to get approved yeah and that's the honest truth and yeah. i think that i was people... lucky because i had you as a mentor and you know you're my brother you got my back to where if i was like struggling and help you out yeah even though that was okay well, let's pretend <laughs> you're someone that has no family in the business you're someone that doesn't know anybody else that's in the business and you get into it and outside looking in if i was someone that didn't have a family brokerage and I went into, you know, a big box store or a big box brokerage mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, okay, I'm here. And everyone there is kind of out to get 
for themselves. Yeah. I would, you know, strongly, strongly suggest you join a team. And when yeah. I say that, I mean like get with somebody. Find yeah. out who the big dog is. Hey, I mean, you're the like, big broker. Hey, you're the big for agent. Yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and like you know, shadow a mentor too. Yeah. Like it's okay to for free. Yeah. Like if I was brand new <laughs> and I didn't know anybody, what I would do, I would find out who's the big who's the big one here. Who's the big dog? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna follow you. What do you need? Do you need me to go print flyers? Do you need me to run MLS searches? Do you need me to run comps? Like whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. And trust me, I guarantee you're gonna find somebody that needs help. Because in this business, especially because you're self-employed and you're your own business yourself, every single agent does their own stuff. Everyone needs help doing something. So it's gonna be really easy to find that person, you know, to walk you through. Hey, look, here's how I handle my leads. Who? Mm-hmm. Here's the lender I talk to. That's another big one too. Because when you start this, you, it's all, it's all brand new. So mm-hmm. unless someone's telling you like, hey, you know what? You should really get some preferred lenders. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is somebody that's going to approve these clients. Because the worst thing you can do mm-hmm. is if you're starting this business and you get a client and they tell you, hey, I want to buy a house, is to say, oh, okay, go to the bank and then call me if you <laughs> get approved. You will never hear from that person ever again. Maybe yeah. small, tiny little chance they'll be like, okay, I guess I'll call this person back. More than likely – during that time where you just push them away to go get approved or try to get approved, they're going to talk to another realtor or they're going to talk to the lender. And the lender, of course, is going to have realtors they work with all the time. And they're going to ask that person, are you working with anybody? And you know what the person's going to say? Not really. I mean, <laughs> I talked to Gina or I talked to Gina and they told me yeah. just to go find a bank and that's what I'm doing. Why? Do you have anybody that's really good? Oh, yeah. I got someone really good. And then you're going to lose that person. Mm-hmm. So another big thing when you first start, get a preferred lender. Mm-hmm. Get with that big person at your brokerage. If you don't know anybody, find out what they're doing. Find out how you can help. Listen, 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 listen. Mm-hmm. Show up. Sit right next to them. Listen to their calls. Yeah. Go with them in the car. Over inform them. Ask and them. Stay on them. And yeah. Can I go with you to this listen appointment? Can I shadow you on this showing? Do that because if you're just sitting at the office looking at your inbox or looking at your social media, <laughs> yeah, it's cool to post stuff. But if no one's talking to you. You need to do something. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest tips I would give for someone that's, you know, a new agent is preferred lenders. Talk to the big dog in your office. I hate, what is that, five times I said big dog. Talk <laughs> to the top agent. Sorry. Talk to the top <laughs> producer and make sure that you see what they're doing. Now, I wouldn't say do that and then just do exactly the same things they're doing because everybody does this business different. So if you see what works for them, find out what works for you. And be like, mm-hmm. I can do that. I don't really like the way they do that. Let me try it a different way. And yeah. have your own spin on it because that person is not going to want a little mini me. Yeah. I mean, if you end like up wanting to be your own agent, you're going to want to do your own thing. So that's a really good one. Uh, number four on my list of 10 questions. Yes, there's going to be 10 questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stay motivated? Um, need to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'd say just, I mean, looking at you and your successes and just, you know, Chris and everyone around me and uh, knowing that I'm working for myself, like I'm my own boss, which is great, but that's also kind of the scary part. It's to know that, hey, like tomorrow's check or next week's check's not promised. Like I could just drop off here and that's it. But Mm -hmm. to motivate myself to know, like I want to be way farther ahead than where I was last year or the year before, you know, I want to constantly improve and just, you know, outdo myself and I don't want my own thoughts to kind of make me think like oh maybe this isn't for me you know don't get discouraged Mm -hmm. um I definitely I have to keep going I just 
it's just what I have to do, especially being by myself right now. I mean, I have to do it just for me and to know that I want to be proud of myself for doing that and being successful on my own. Mm -hmm. I think one tip uh, to go along with that, this, and it goes back to the taxes part and the savings mm -hmm. part, is that it's really easy to get caught up in, oh, I make this much, I make this much, but really subtract 40%. Yeah. That's how much you make. And then that's how much you should really be living on. And <clears> I made that <throat> mistake when I first started making money. I was like, cool, look at all this money I got. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go buy that. I'm going to go buy that. I'm going to go here. I'm going to travel here. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. I think you went on vacation like every week. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it was new to me. And, and a lot of people, it's new. It's like, wow, yeah. like, you know, I'm busting my ass. Like, I deserve to go on this vacation. Yeah. But then when the bills come and January comes and it's like, how much did I make? <laughs> I don't have that in my bank. You know what really motivates me? Huh. <laughs> this is really random and kind of weird. To know that I forever want to know that I don't have to clock out to go take a lunch mm -hmm. or or ask to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like that alone motivates me to know that I never want to be in a position where I have to ask someone to do that again. <laughs> that's That's a good one because I just remind myself of that. It's like, been a while. Before I did real estate, I did a, a morning radio, an iHeart radio. And so when I did that job, I went in at 5 and I left around 10, 10.30 just because that was the morning show. So for nine years when I worked there, I never clocked out for lunch. So I got very spoiled with the fact that I could take lunch whenever I want. But then I remember when I used to work the job before that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had a 45-minute lunch and you better be back or not. Oh, we would be running back to the phone to clock back in because we used the phone to clock in. So I'd be mm -hmm. running back to the phone to clock back mm -hmm. in. And thinking back to that, whoa, yeah, yeah, it blows my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, remember that? Like, well, I yeah, uh, I did retail, you know, in cosmetics for almost a decade and loved it. It was very fun, and that'll play into, you know, still utilize that trade today. But uh, I do remember just kind of being there and then taking a pay cut to go work a desk job so that I could take my courses mm -hmm. and sit down at a computer and study. And I hated that job so much that that, that alone motivated, motivated me to be like, dude, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Should I just go back to cosmetics because it's what I know and it's what I know I'm good at? And and I thought, no, I hated the job I was at. And I knew that that alone pushed me to keep going, keep taking my courses. And I knew I was going to get there. And I only had a 30-minute lunch. And it was like way out in the boonies. And I was like, gosh, I can't even barely drive to Whataburger or For anywhere. For people that aren't in Texas, one, <laughs> what does boonies mean? And two, what is Whataburger? Boonies is like bumfuck Egypt. <laughs> Like in flat cornfields, cornfields and seagulls and corpus. I don't know. It, it's just it was way out there. There was no restaurants around. Like I didn't even have but fifteen minutes really to That's drive right. somewhere yeah. and get my food. So it's like I might as well pack my lunch and sit here like a loser because I was in the front desk and there was like no one around it's me. Like I'm in prison. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, how do people do? Come to find out, they'd been through like three or four receptionists before me. They so I was crazy. like, man, everyone jumped ship in this picture. They got tired of saying restroom break boss. <laughs> <laughs> that and I was just, you know, just one of those things where you like start calling out. You just don't care. Like, yeah. You call out and then they find you on Facebook That's a, with like a drink in you hand. Know You're like, oh. That, <laughs> that reminds me. Um, I, I love this job and I've been doing it for a long time and it's got its stresses. But you just said it right there. It's like I remember going to a job I hated mm -hmm. and I was just like, ugh. Like, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see these people. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. It's like, how dare you tell me what to do? Like, it mm -hmm. almost you almost get so spoiled with this job that people don't tell you what to do. 
But I mean, there's like e-courses, like title companies and lenders yeah, and your clients. Course. But it's a totally different situation. Yeah, it's not someone telling you. Oh, kind you of like a level of respect. We all respect each yeah. other and help one another. We're and... doing this together yeah. to help. We're all on the same team. We're all, we're all have the same goal in mind. Yeah. So okay, that's a really really great one. How to stay motivated. Um, a couple more things that I feel like really work in this business is one, like I said, living in, within your means. Yes. Finding out really fast that hey, you don't make that much. That check that came in, it's going to be broken down from your broker fees and you got your taxes. Don't forget you got to pay your MLS dues. MLS dues are what you pay to you know, be an actual, quote, realtor to have access to MLS in your city to search houses and list houses. That's a big one. And then, like, you know, you have a marketing budget. It, it's going to cost money to, you know, put your name out there. And unless you don't do that and you use social media only, then by all means, go for it. But if you want to get a bigger audience, a bigger sphere of influence, you're going to have to market somehow, either through social media ads, the newspaper, the radio, Gina Multuple's podcast, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. So that's going to help you stay motivated. And like I said, the same things that I worried about when I was starting sometimes are the same things that I worry about now. And when's that next deal going to come? Hey, do we have enough mm-hmm. deals right now? I'm I've basically created and molded my lifestyle to sell this many houses. Am mm-hmm. I selling that many? I mean, uh, like just last week on Tuesday, I was like, what am I doing? Like I looked at yeah. the board and everything closed and I realized, okay, well, where are the deals at? Mm-hmm. Like how come, hold on, hold on. And we just had, we had, I mean, I'll just give very transparent at any given time. We usually have about 17 to 20 in escrow. And so for me to see it like five or six, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then, before I knew it, like over the weekend, we got seven new deals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. That doesn't always happen. But the thing is, is like I got just as scared thinking like, um, okay, <laughs> well, what do, I, mean, I got to go door knock? And, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Remember that, one, the deals aren't promised. No. The clients aren't promised. Yeah. The money isn't promised. You can have everything lined up and it everything all be perfect, apart. and then you just like stop. So never start marketing. Never, never count st- your paycheck before it's a- exactly. <laughs> it is all fake money. Only when it's funded. Then I it's tell real. people all the time, it is all <laughs> fake money until it actually gets into your account. Before that, it does not exist. So yeah. don't think, oh, because you got this in contract and it's a big house and I'm gonna make yeah. that rip. Plan your vacation. Go oh, book yeah. your trip. No, it. no, no. Just wait. Let me just wait till it closes. I mean, it happens all the time. We have transactions that fall apart the day before closing and you're like what i already i already booked my vacation that's a good one uh all right next question what do you think is the hardest part about this business maybe Mm. for a a veteran agent and a new agent in general what do you feel the the understanding of how to utilize social media how it's coming up these days Mm -hmm. i'd say elder agents (laughs) um didn't i say they'd be really boring post picture come to my open house it's great mm-hmm. like that's it and then you've got younger agents that are very innovative and i mean just look at social media alone like instagram snapchat mainly instagram in my opinion um there are so many businesses and gurus and influencers in all fields that have just flourished almost it seems like overnight like years ago it wasn't like this mm-hmm. at all like we didn't buy stuff off of instagram i think what it was is that we didn't see it People were doing it, yeah. but not the way they're doing it now. Yeah. It's very easy these days, either in this business or just in general, to be insta famous or to mm-hmm. be go viral. Yeah. Where it's like, like one day no one knows sell? who you are. Yeah. They're gonna like sell bikinis and they're selling makeup, but like we have to sell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not the houses. We have to sell ourselves so the client will want to use. I us. think. Uh, I think the goal whenever you're using social media, and I've gone over this stuff many times with people, is like you said, you have to sell yourself. And what you're capable of doing. 
So if you have this big problem that comes up and you fixed it, post about that. If mm-hmm. you have like this uh, client that can't get approved and they've tried different lenders and yeah. then they finally got approved, tell that story because that's what people want to hear. Yeah. They want to know that they have hope too. If all you're posting is a picture of a listing or an open mm-hmm. house or a closing without a story on it, nothing wrong with cl- posting closings. Yeah. You, you want to tell people you actually, you hey, I actually those, sell houses. You have to stand out from the crowd and you have to find a way to put yourself out there that is more intriguing and is going to make, you know, someone choose you over, like, Debbie or yeah. Sally. <laughs> Don't tell them to use you. Tell them why they should use yeah. you, I think, is the ultimate goal. Yeah. So, you okay, so to go back, the hardest part about this business is what? You feel like just marketing? Uh, and, marketing. And marketing like, in this age, right? Yeah, marketing and really putting yourself out there. Like, if you're more of an introvert or you just very shy, you're not a people person, this job is probably not for you. <laughs> no, it is not. That's a good point because At I feel... All. I feel like, you know, if you were to ask someone that's going to be a realtor, like, hey, do you like talking to people? And they say no. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? A lot of this business and getting the business and keeping the business is going to be talking to people. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do it. Yeah. Like, there's, unless you're only going to communicate by email and text. You have to I'd it. say the hardest part for me at first and, you know, still challenging at times is um, don't just be the agent that knows how to just write a contract. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to assume the position of like an appraiser. um, a lender, a title company, you have to be the inspector guy. Like they expect you to know everything. So mm-hmm. like the more that I learn about all those roles, it helps me because the client's going to fall back on the realtor. Mm-hmm. They want, they expect that the realtor knows all of that. And they're going to blame the realtor too. Yeah. It all falls down and it's going to come back to you. So it's your fault. just kind of constantly learning and not to be scared to learn or to ask questions or ask for help when you need it. Cause I don't think I learned any of that when I was studying for my course. Oh, no, they, they don't talk about that stuff. That's that's a really good point. Try to involve yourself as much as possible in all aspects of the transaction. So you understand it not only during that transaction, but future transactions as well. Mm-hmm. If a problem arises, you, oh, yeah, know. you know what? I know what to do here. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Next question. What is something you didn't expect about this business um, before you came into it? So, I mean, before you came into it, I'm sure you had certain expectations. And then when you got in, what was something you didn't expect that happened? Um, I guess when you deal with, I didn't expect some agents to be so difficult <laughs> or such bitches. That's a good, that's a good um, point. It's really cool when you have a really, and I, I'd say, uh, you know, I think probably the first one or two agents I dealt with were really, really cool. And I was kind of like, oh, sweet. We're all like a happy team. And, <laughs> and then you have agents that just make it really hard or confusing or just plain being ugly. I'm like, aren't we all after the same thing here? Mm-hmm. Like, don't we? Or, or, why can't yeah. we work together? There's but a lot I of- think like in any job too, not just the realtors, and I'm just going to say it, but yes, clients can be mean difficult or difficult but like that's like any job you're mm-hmm. gonna have those people that just are never gonna be customer service related they've never maybe worked in their lives they don't know how to treat people so you can't take that personal well it's a very different type of yeah uh, thing it's a huge purchase I mean, yeah exactly say, you trusting go, say you, i so. go into best buy and i go buy a tv and it's 400 bucks mm-hmm. i spend 400 bucks and maybe i get it and it's a big old hassle and the guy was rude blah 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 400 dollars. okay chalk it up as a loss but if I go buy a house, or I'm trying to buy a house, and I know my monthly mortgage is twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks every single month for thirty years, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Where any little thing that happens is gonna upset you because you're like, "Whoa, man! Like I'm trying to buy this big thing. It's crazy." Yeah. 
I've never had this much money in my account. I've never spent this much money. I've never, you know, wrote a check this big to go close on it. That's a very scary thing. So whenever we mess up or if something happens or if someone, you know, drops the ball, it's not tens or hundreds of dollars they're yeah. losing. It's thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what side of the transaction you are, the sale or the purchase. We have people that are selling a property and they're making, you know, 100 plus grand. Yeah, things are going to get tense. Things are going to get mm -hmm. a little weird. And on the same end, if someone buying and they're dropping 10 to 15 grand down, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my God, I've never spent this much money before in my life. What am I doing? Am I making the right choice? Mm -hmm. You have to be there to make sure, hey, look, here's the way it works. Here's how it all works out. And like you said, if you're lucky, if you get a, another agent that helps you along with it, mm -hmm. then great. If not, it's like you're fighting every single day to yeah. make this deal happen for not only that person, but for everybody. Because mm -hmm. everybody has the ultimate goal to close the transaction. And everybody's happy. Exactly. So. Uh, next question, what's something you were hoping for or thought, but it turned out different? In other words, what is something that you thought it was going to be a certain way, but ended up being totally opposite? It's like, whoa, I didn't think it would be like this. Um, I would say, um, it's kind of random, but yeah, closing dates typically like Change. never happen <laughs> on closing dates. So don't be like, okay, the third Friday in August, I'm getting my check totally not gonna happen just pretend it's gonna be like september or something <laughs> you did that i want my you did that you're like oh yeah i got this uh vacation plan and uh oh no it oh, was christmas it was no christmas. i was very lucky though because i had the team of people i was working with totally pull some strings and just made it happen i was able to shop for my whole family yeah but you made it christmas seem like i'm not shopping Eve. yet got that paycheck coming right before christmas yeah it's like no nah, dude you should probably happen. keep working <laughs> It almost didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, sorry. The, the, that's the, just one thing I kind of didn't expect that it was always going to be that way. So I learned from that and I typically tell my clients, yeah, let's just pretend that's a tentative date. Okay. So one thing. So, to, to, <laughs> so to don't ever like, you don't put all your eggs in one basket and just, you that know. That date's tentative. Yeah. Good. Closing dates. And then and when you're aside paid, from that deal you got going, you still got to work on other deals and like constantly stay hungry. You know what the worst is? When you close a deal on Friday afternoon, it doesn't fun till Monday. That's just like, <laughs> ugh. That's like on those yeah, days when well, you work Yeah, well, let's go to San Antonio. <laughs> spend nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, we're, almo we're almost out of here, and I'll let you on your way. This has been uh, great so far. I feel for people that are brand new. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all questions that I feel almost everybody has. Almost mm. These are thoughts and fears and worries that everybody has getting yeah. into the business and even starting the business. These are things that people think about. Um, next question. What do you love the most about this job? Um. I'd say the luxury to just spend time with family and people I care about. So schedule? Mm-hmm. For sure. The independent? It, I mean, it's it's also kind of like a, a weird curse in a way because, like, you know me, it takes me, like, five hours to put mm -hmm. my makeup on and yet, get Where into the office. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming. I'm just running to the mirror. And I'm like, at the mall or something. Um but <laughs> oh did you hear that now we know the truth <laughs> no i really am i'm at home. getting ready i really am at home but setting that structure uh -huh. for yourself <laughs> you just called yourself out no i'm joking i really am getting ready it takes me forever um get ready at the mall but just like <laughs> you, you know building that structure for yourself and kind of making it a routine and mm -hmm. like yeah you could sit in your bed in your pajamas and write out stuff and send emails but you kind of have to get into that work mode yeah because <laughs> It's very easy to not be that way and just be lazy and kind of be like, I'm oh, glad you said that home. because that reminds me <clears throat> that at first when I started this job, yeah, there was 
every day. Every day I went in and I jumped in my cousin's car and I followed him around and I listened to what he said and I just learned and I picked up everything he was doing. And, you know, over time, yeah, it was just a normal thing. I went to work at the radio and I got out of my, that one job at 1030 and I went to the office at 11 and I was there till five or six whenever I could, as late as I could be. And you have to set, it's hard to set a routine when you don't have to. It's hard to set a schedule when you don't need to. It's like, I don't need to be at the office at 8. I don't need to be at the office at 9. Or I don't need to do this. Or I don't need to have a set hour where I'm going to do marketing or calls. But you need to. And it's really difficult because, yeah, there's times where it's nice to just wake up and think, do I have to get up right now? Mm-hmm. Besides taking, like, my kids to school and doing other stuff, do I have to get up? No, nah, I'm going to lay around. But <laughs> if you, you know, program yourself or if you get really strict. And what's the word I'm looking for? If you, um, if you, huh? Discipline yourself. Perfect word. Thank you, Jessica. If you discipline yourself to know, here's what I'm going to get to the office. Here's what I'm going to do during this time. And I am super guilty. I want to say, oh, yeah, from this time to this time I do this. But I don't. You always do different things because every day is a different uh, different day and different calls come in and different clients call and different transactions are happening. So it's always different. So that's a good tip. Make sure from the very beginning, if you can, before things get crazy, set a plan, set a schedule. All right, that kind of answers the next question was, was what keeps you coming back? So you would say the same thing, just the, you know, the, being independent, being kind of, you know, your own boss? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> totally caught her sending a text. You want to <laughs> go ahead and finish that up? No, Co- I was Add a couple of emojis. She was, she's all worried. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like turn into a counselor. People start freaking out. You going back to the mall? <laughs> nah. I went yesterday. <laughs> All right. So, is there any last things you would add that you feel we didn't touch on? I feel like we covered budget. I feel like we covered uh, marketing. We covered what to do when you get brand new and you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. I think we covered, uh, you know, the whole commission check thing and saving. What stays? Uh, what keeps you motivated? Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you would like to add for new agents? Like, if someone right now walked in, it's like, hey, Gina, you know, I think I'm gonna get my license. What do you think I should do? What would you say? Uh, just. I would be, I'm going to be real brutal and honest. It's fine. That's <laughs> um, what I want to Don't just talk about it. Fucking do it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> for the longest time, I told Gino, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my classes. Mm-hmm. And you know what he would do? He would call me out. I'd be out partying with my friends. And he'd be like, oh, how are those courses going? I would see your snaps. Did you passed that quiz. And I was like, damn, I'm about to block my brother from my Snapchat. <laughs> so he don't even know. I'd be like, yeah, bro, I'm studying. I'm like- but just don't put it off, you know, because – like he said, like the first time I got my check, I just thought, oh my God, like, why did I wait so freaking long? Mm -hmm. Like, why did I waste years just kind of like, oh, I can't do that. I can't. And what would I do? I would snap you what? Your checks. I Mm -hmm. hated it so much, (laughs) but it motivated me. This could be you. Um, so yeah, I have friends, you know, that tell me like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, well, stop thinking and just do it. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, just do it. Like, even if you're still working, if your plan is still work, especially like if you don't even have to work, I mean, that's awesome. And you have that much more time to do it and just get it done. Don't be scared. Don't doubt yourself. Um, and don't give up because it's kind of scary, like, going into it and just kind of having those moments. Like you said, you know, maybe, like, three months ago, I was already, like, split up. And I was kind of like, oh, crap. I'm, like, totally no. on my own now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a, a lot of leads coming in. I was kind of freaking out, like, okay, should I just go back into retail and then just do this part-time? And I was like, no. Like, get myself out there, you know, 
post about it every day, make video, like put myself on social media, network like crazy. And yeah, for new agents, for sure. Like, again, I, like I said, you know, I was blessed to have awesome mentors, but go to mixers, like network with friends. Mm -hmm. Like I have friends in, you know, that sell insurance. Like it's good to know people because, you know, whoever scratches your back, they'll scratch yours, you know. They'll take care of you just the same way you take care of them because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's chasing a check. So mm-hmm. um, just really put yourself out there. Don't be an introvert because if you are, try to do another job. <laughs> like, it's just not going <laughs> to work out for you. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just stay motivated and, you know, make connections. It's all about people you know. And don't be afraid to, to learn and keep learning. I would say don't be afraid to ask for business. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where people go, oh, I don't want to talk to them about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Every way – Everybody I had to get out of my way. comfort zone, like leave my business card at the nail salon yeah. or if someone's talking about it, just chime on in. Like, what's that you say? Uh-huh. You want a house? There's a meme. Have you ever seen yeah, it? Yeah, with Jim Carrey in the limo. <laughs> when he's sticking his head out. It's like me when someone mentions yeah, real estate. Yeah, I used to be kind of real scared. Like, even this is random, but when I used to do makeup and people would be like, oh my God, I love your makeup. I don't know why. Something inside me would just be like, oh, thanks. Like, instead of just being like, yeah, I'm a makeup artist. You know what I yeah. mean? It was kind of stupid. Like. Not that they like roll by and they're like, oh, I, I like your house. And they haven't even seen mm-hmm. it. But, but just whatever. And be like, oh, yeah. And you hand them a business card for both now. And just be like, hey, you know, you're really cool. Like, here's my card. Whatever. Before we go out, there's one last <laughs> story on that same subject that I remember happened a long time ago. So Gina here, um, like she mentioned, she worked for Mac Makeup, uh, YSL, different makeup companies in town uh, and nationally. And one of those things that she asked me about was when she was working the retail job, the nine to five or whatever her hours were, she had opportunities to do freelance freelance. If you're unfamiliar is essentially like, Hey, we're having a wedding. Can you Mm -hmm. come do me and my three bridesmaids? Yeah. And so that would be something she would be doing outside of work and she would be paid directly. And to her, I remember it was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. Well, I'm like, why oh, wouldn't yeah, you? I'm like, yeah. you're going to make more in that one, you know, couple hours in that one situation than you do in a couple of days of work at this job. But what did you do? You finally said, okay, I got a job booked. And then it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I made, I, I, I can make my own money. Uh-huh. I'm in control. Like I can set a price. I can tell, I can, you know, make this additional money. And I think that's one of those things you have to realize in this job, you can make as much as you want. Yeah. There's no cap. There's no limit to what you can do. And there's so many different ways to make money in this business. If it's through, you know, wholesaling, regular residential, if you're looking to help investors, if you're looking to buy and flip, like there's all these different ways to where, yeah, there's not a limit. And people go like, oh, how much do you make doing real estate? It's like, it's up to you. Like you really can. There's people that make pennies and there's people that make gold bars. Like it just depends on you and how much you want to make and how much you want to put into it. We all have the same 24 hours, but what we do during those hours is going to determine if you're making it or if you're going to go back to retail. Mm-hmm. And trust me, most people, it's one or the other, unless you just want to be like just chilling <laughs> right in the middle and be like, Oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. We're talking to you again. This is Gina Montavo, Gina Montavo, the Ask Team Montavo podcast. Uh, again, the title, I like what it. Jessica, expect. see if you like this title. It's what to expect when you're expecting dot, 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 your first paycheck. She looked at me. I'm like, hell no, girl. I ain't pregnant. I ain't got no man. Was this an announcement? <laughs> Mom, but if anyone wants to be a contender, <laughs> I take could a, be expecting. We'll t- take headshots and uh, you know, some vital stats. Send them to my email at gina.montalvo. <laughs> <laughs> but only if they're buying a house. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. All right. Thank you for coming in. This is the Ask Team on Tabo podcast. Talk to you all soon.